کدام بیسته جی بابر what's going on بلاره جی تی جی yes بلاره you hitting us with the Stevie Wonders huh boy looking like Ray Chisholm hey hey looking like the Clippers offense right now oh man welcome to week four of our NBA special man how you feeling how you feel about the NBA this week so far it's a good week man it was I love what I'm seeing with from the young players, man, um, like Tyrese Maxey moving on his behind. Mm-hmm. Got my man's um, Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he, he's showing the Golden State Warriors up. I remember he said that during the, the summer. Right. He's coming with them boys. So he's coming for them boys, I should say. So it's, it's, it's I, I, I like it. I like it. I like to see the struggle with the, uh, the Milwaukee Bucks as well. I like to see yeah. that struggle to see how they're gonna put everything together. Definitely, yeah. we'll talk about um, that. Houston, Houston is a sneaky good team too. They could probably mm-hmm. get into a playing type situation. They're a sneaky yeah. little good team. They got some structure with Ime. Ime got them boys playing hard on D, and they look like, like a totally different team from last year. Because last year, them boys, you see how Washington looked this year. That's how Houston looked last year. Exactly. Not even. <laughs> yeah. He, he may he may stop touching them women and he got them on point. Exactly. You got the Thompson, the twin. They both on the same team. No, no, no. I think one is in Houston, and one is in Detroit. Oh, Detroit, because Detroit, Detroit is solid. I don't know if they're gonna Detroit, be a playoff team. Yeah, Monty Williams got them boys playing right. They're playing right. They might sneak in in the yeah. They can get into a playing situation too. Playing they got a pretty. You can tell, like they. Uh, you can tell, like. Monty and Ime have brought in a culture with those young teams. Mm-hmm. You can see that it's like, yeah, they got they got an identity. That's what that's what it is. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad you said that because that's something that I wanted to bring up today, especially when we talk about the Timberwolves, right? Um, compared to last year to now, oh, they're night and day, right? Yeah. Um, and they got Michael Jordan illegitimate son Anthony Edwards running the show MJ Wilson <laughs> right NBA's basketball son because his other sons those are his biological kids right he's, he's his basketball son ordained but <laughs> <laughs> you know and I'm listening to JJ Reddick's podcast one thing that I he pinpointed was the identity mm-hmm. right and they have an identity offensively and defensively and I, I wanted you to touch on the importance of not only having an identity in the basketball realm, but just in life in general. You know, when you when you talk about them having an identity, mm-hmm. I have to think back to the struggle that they had last year. Mm. Because people ripped the Timberwolves for giving Gobert all that bread. They gave yep. all that money. They ripped the Timberwolves because it, it didn't work. Yep. And, you know, it, it this year, it seems as if they figured it out. They yep. look solid that they have an identity. Them boys are terror on defense. I think they have to be number one in defensive rating this year. Yeah. And Gobert just looks like a different player. Yeah. 
And sometimes I think a lot of us, what we don't realize is that when you're going from one season to the next, when you're transitioning from one thing to the next, your identity is going to take a hit. It's going to shift and it's going to feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And it's going to feel like, man, what the hell am I doing right now? Yeah. But you have to be able to block out the noise like the mm-hmm. Timberwolves did. Everybody was talking all this type of mess, but they blocked it out. And they, they doubled stuck, down. They doubled, <laughs> exactly. Doubled down and they, you know, they sticking with it. And now you've seen the results of it. Though it's yeah. early in the season, you can tell like this is, this is, they know how they're going to be playing. And it's the same thing when it comes to our lives when we go from one season to the next. Whether you're you're single and you get into a relationship, or you're you're in a relationship and then you get married, and you get married and then you you got married with kids, you're married and then you have a then you go through a divorce and and then you're then you go through that divorce period and then you actually starting a date. Like all those things require a shift in identity, mm-hmm. and it's gonna feel uncomfortable, but you just have to stick with it. Yeah, and I. I- to add to your point, when you're talking about shifting from one season to the next, the off season, shout out to J. Cole, yes, the off season is where a lot of that work is done to be comfortable in your own identity, to discover and then double down, 10 toes down, stand on business on that identity. And I think that's something that a lot of people take for granted, right? Mm-hmm. Because they don't do the work in really understanding who they are. So now when they play the regular season, they look like the Washington Wizards, right? You know, something you just said right now is super key. is like people are not, they're not doing the work. So it's like they don't really know who they are. And I think a challenge that a lot of people have, and I want to just use from being in a relationship to getting married as an example, mm-hmm. you can't get married doing the same things you did when you were single. Mm. There's a shift that needs to transpire in order to make, to give the relationship a chance to be a healthy one. Yeah. But a lot of people have that challenge of making that shift. Mm -hmm. And it's the, it's the same thing with anything. Like there's a work that needs to be done. And within that work, you realize, okay, there's a shift there's an adjustment that needs to be made and I need to make it Yeah. versus just going into the thing, thinking you could just be the same person and do the same things and get different results. It's not going to happen like that. Exactly. And I, I think when you, when you do that work, right now you're in season, you know, what type of team you are, you know, what type of person you are. It's easier <laughs> to pivot when you have a strong foundation and work back to your identity than it is the other way around, right? Because when you don't know when wh- wh- who you are and your identity, you don't have a strong foundation. When something happens and transpires in your life, now you become a whole totally different person. We don't even recognize you or the people closest to you don't even recognize you anymore because you felt like you had to shift completely and be a different person. Yeah. Right? Whereas when you have a strong foundation, you know who you are, you can pivot and work right back to your identity. Right, you can have a defensive first quarter, and then shift back to your offensive prominence in the second quarter because now you've stabilized things. Does that make sense? Oh, for sure, hundred percent. Yeah. So, if you want to expound on that, I think it's 
it sounds so simple. Mm. We'll see, but there's so much nuance to it. And I think the nuance is what makes it challenging Mm. because naturally the pendulum normally swings for a lot of people, especially when you talk about us as human beings dealing with trauma and stuff. Yeah. You know, that's just what happens where we realize we're one way and then we try to correct the other way, you know? So it's, it could be a challenge and you just have to kind of work it to kind of like get to that core, to that foundation, to like kind of be stabilized, even though if you're pivoting. So what do you say to the people who they're fatigued right now from healing where they feel like, man, I've been doing so much work for so long. Life is still coming at me. And when is it going to be over? Hmm. Huh. <laughs> we'll do it the Ross. <laughs> 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 Uh, man, um, to be honest with you, I really don't know. It's honest answer. I really, it's like, cause you know, I'm going through that right now where I am, I am shedding more than I've ever shed in my life. Mm. And what I, and, but I am still required to show up as a husband, show up as a father. I'm still required to show up at my job as a VP, managing um, employees. and I'm still required to see clients and show up for them and be fully present with them. Mm-hmm. Life is still going on. Right. And I think the best thing you can do, honestly, is one, you know when they say, yo, take it a day at a time? Nah, bro, take it a moment at a time, literally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you just have to get used to sitting in those feelings. But there are little things that you can do to help you manage that time. Like I think one of the main things really is you gotta three, find time for yourself. If you give us three things, just just really quick. So okay, find- so the major umbrella is finding time for yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's the that's the overarching thing. You gotta find time for yourself in that season, because finding time for yourself will allow you to do things that comfort you. Mm. What it is that what it is that comforts you? I don't know. Like everyone is different. A lot of times, most likely, go back to the things that you used to do as a child. I know for me, it's basketball. Yeah, basketball is a big thing that comforts me, so I'm doing my best to get back into it. Even though I may not feel like doing it sometimes because I'm just in a downstairs, I'm like, okay, you know what? I know it's going to feel good. Like when you and the guys came up a couple of weekends ago, it was, felt so good to yell at some niggas, to get up and down the court. You know what I'm saying? Like to like, mm-hmm. play, it just felt, it felt good. Did it solve everything? No, it didn't. Right. But the overarching theme is taking care of yourself, doing things that comfort you. Secondly, really having someone or a couple of people that you can speak to. Yeah. Um, one thing that I've I've always known, but I finally got it, is getting with people who have been in that season that you're in. Getting with seasoned mm. people. Seasoned Yeah. Like I went to a, a men's conference. I had a, it was a great experience speaking at this men's conference and I met some great dudes. No macho man bullshit. Just like, yo, we just here. We we trying to heal. We trying to grow. 
There's no no barriers, no political barriers, no religious barriers, no color barriers. It's just mm-hmm. we're here as men and yeah. we're just trying to connect. We're trying to grow together. It was the best experience. So now I literally have a pool of men that I can that are that have been married for like twenty something years. Normally when I'm in a room, I'm the one that's been married the longest. Yeah. This time I was not married the longest. I was like the second but not the second, but second to last, yeah. Yeah. And I had the opportunity to speak to a couple of those guys uh as the week started and it's like, yeah, this is what I needed. It, because they're telling me things. I'm like, oh, this is normal what I'm going through. Mm. They've been through it. And I'm not even expressing everything I'm going through. But because they've gone through it, they're able to break it down. I'm like, okay, that's good. <laughs> so find things that comfort you. Get around some seasoned people and just take it one moment at a time. That's the three yeah. right there. That's that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Now, to close this out, and we're talking about identity, right? I remember playing in the church league when I was younger, teenage years. And um, this is we had a really good team. You know, we've been, we were, um, we were playing for Zion and um, we had never really made it to the finals or the championship game, or we made it to the championship game, we always lost. Either we lost the game before or we went to the championship and we lost. This was actually the conference finals. So it was the game before the championship game and we were playing a very talented team. I think some of those dudes actually went to the league because these were like six, eight, 15. Well, they said they were 15. They looked 22. And they were booming on this kid. Like, they were dunking. Like, I think one dude threw it off the, the top of the backboard and slammed it on our center. It was crazy, right? So it was a close game. We needed a three, I believe, to win, right? My brother was the coach, um, and he drew up a play. And I think the play was either for um, our point guard or our shooting guard to take the game winning shot because those were our best three-point shooters uh, other than myself. I wasn't in the game for a number of other reasons. We'll, we'll talk about another time. But <laughs> so we had like five seconds left. Point guard threw it through the sh- to the shooting guard from the inbound. He couldn't get it back to the point guard, so he threw it to the three-man to kind of get the defense to shift. Then our point guard got open. However... Our three man shot the game winning shot, and that wasn't part of the play. And I re- years later, I realized that he wanted to be the hero. And at the same time, my brother, our coach, didn't do a great job of solidifying our identity and who we were. So if you could give me like a little synopsis of what you saw, I know you've heard this story before, but like of what you saw from that situation. Um, it's at the end of the day, like you hit it on the money. It's, mm. it's, it's the head of the snake, you know? Mm. Coach. Coach has to be able to instill that type of discipline, togetherness, trust within the team. Like, people got to buy in. And going back to the original, like, that's what I see with Houston. Yeah. Houston looking, they looking very different right now. They, they, they were that young team that was like, you know, just all over the place. No vets on the team. They're just looking crazy. And now they they brought in a couple of veterans, um, Dylan Brooks, Van Vliet, um, those two main players with the young core 
to establish some leadership. And them boys, they playing right. Yeah. And they got the new coach, Ebay. So, but but I would say, but it starts from the top down. But now you see the together the togetherness in them. And that's the thing about church league, these these rec leagues, man. These niggas ain't trying to play together. Everybody just trying to do their own thing. So I ain't surprised. For sure. And I don't know if I said it, but he missed the shot. He missed it badly. Yeah, of course. Because, yeah. you know, when you're trying to force yourself to be the hero, when you're forcing it, it ain't going to happen. Thanks. You try to force <laughs> it. Instead of making the right play, like, yeah, bro, you ain't Kobe. <laughs> I mean, that's why Kobe missed the most shots in the NBA history, because he forced a lot of shots. And now people realize that. Now people, yeah. people don't realize that. He forced a lot of shots. Okay. <laughs> he he, <laughs> he a lot of shots, so that's yeah. why he has the most missed shots. But dudes, they they they're trying to do the same thing. So I'm not. Of course, of course he's gonna miss terribly. Of course. Got you. And, and then the, the last thing, as we close out, what is one way that you try to help your kids? I guess figure out or solidify their identity. You being the coach of your marriage, of your family, I should say, not your marriage, man. It's to me simple, man. It's like mm. I see what they're good in, and I just pump them up and praise them. It's funny that mm. you mentioned that because, you know, I tell you, Vivi loves to draw, so she'll just like she'll create her own books, like her own like illustration books. She'll take paper, she'll fold them up, and then literally she creates a book and she tells the story through drawing. But this time she told a story, a little bit of drawing, but she had like writing, like a paragraph in there, mm. and she was like. Um, like something to the effect that she was just talking about her gifts. Like I'm creative. I'm a great drawer. I love to dance. I love to sing, and I love my family. So it's like all those things. Those are the values like that we have. Those are the values and also her gifts and her talents that we've recognized. When I say we, my wife and I, we recognize and we just we just pump it. We just and we praise her every single time. And same thing with JoJo. They just know what they're they're good at. So as a coach, you have to be able to put your players in the right position. Mm-hmm. As a parent, as a father, I have to be able to put my kids in the right position to understand what they're good at. So that way, once I see it, now I'm right. All right, you you good at this? All right, man, you you good on the on the on the um, the right wing? That's so what you love to score your points. Mm-hmm. Your 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 um three point percentage is better at the corner three on the left side. Oh, okay. So we need to set things up to where we can get you open on that side. How mm-hmm. many plays can we create to get you open on that side so that you can succeed? But a lot of us, what we do is we we see our kids and we're trying to live out our own childhood dreams through them. Hmm. And then we put them in things that they're not even good at. Like that's not that's not natural to them, and we don't realize that we're being selfish. Right. And our time has passed. Take mm-hmm. pride and joy in seeing that. Oh man, my kid is good in that, and then building them up in that area. Pump it and praise it. I love it, man. Pump it that- and praise it. Pump, pump, pump. Pump it up. <laughs> Wait a minute, with that being said, Jordan Poole, shout out to the Turnover King. Oh, boy. My brother, I love you. Till we love you too, bro. <laughs> let's get it. Let's get it. One time. <laughs>